Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Flyers podcast for Friday, February 19th. Your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that's kind of bitter right now. When I said I wanted the Flyers hockey to come back, I also wanted a win. And I know that might be asking a lot, but (laughs) (laughs) it sucks to lose to the Rangers. It really does. So if you feel the same way, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Locked on Flyers to keep up to date on all Flyers news. You can also email us at LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. We are your hosts. I'm Danielle. And I'm Rachel. So today we are going to get into last night's game against the Rangers and then touch on some quick news that happened before the game and of course wrap up with our gritty thing of the week. Locked on Flyers is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So subscribe to get all of our episodes here on the Locked on Sports Network. Okay, Rachel, so some pre-game notes. It came out that Morgan Frost was removed from the NHL's COVID protocol list, and the Flyers now have six regulars still on that list, and those six will not play uh, on Sunday. The Flyers added Moran, Andrioff, Kasha, and Shushko, all of whom played in last night's game from the taxi squad to the NHL roster. They also recalled Phantoms forward Matt Strom and assigned him to the taxi squad. Yeah, he's the only one left, I think, that's on a two-way, like an NHL contract because he's still on that ELC. So I think he, they were forced into choosing him. Yeah, it definitely wasn't because of his play. No, <laughs> no. offense to Matthew Strom, but it's definitely it's getting very slim. And, <laughs> and hopefully, fingers crossed, Strom does does not have to play. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that said, uh, Sunday's game against the Bruins, the six Flyers who are on the COVID protocol will not be playing. And the league changed the time for Sunday's game. So it originally start started at 3 p.m., but now it will start at 2 p.m. Eastern. Which is going to be brutal for the guys because that's an 11 a.m. start Pacific time after some jet lag. And oh, I mean, both teams are going to be messed up a little bit from it, but should be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Flyers have don't even have their full roster so it was it's gonna be an interesting game all around all right so let's get into last night's game the lines were pretty much like we expected uh from practice uh couturier centered Farabee and jvr hayes centered nak raffle patrick centered kasha and bunneman and andrioff centered moran and shishko Defensive pairings were Provi Myers, Sanheim Ghost, and Hay Gustafson. And of course, Carter Hart started. And he stopped 31 of 33 shots that he faced in that game. Let's get into the game, Rachel. Uh, let's start with the good. The first period, I thought the Flyers looked very good, especially looking at their, their roster that they had to put out on the team. I thought that they looked very good. Yeah, I would say mostly good. I think, you know, that top six that were actual flyers looked real good. 
and I especially liked the JVR Faraby combo on that line. I mean, Couturier probably had the best game of anybody overall, but in terms of just some fun passing and good action, I really liked JVR Faraby. And then on the other line, Hayes and NAK, I thought played very well together. And I just thought the bottom six were kind of invisible. Yeah, I guess for myself, I didn't expect much from the the bottom six. So altogether in that first period, I think just the team looked better than I expected. But I agree with you when you when you take a deeper look at it, it was the top six that looked better and was uh, producing and, and getting that offensive zone pressure. The bun. I was like a little disappointed because the Bunneman Patrick Kasha line. I didn't expect too much out of them, but I I I expected more than what we got. I don't know. Uh, it maybe. Do you feel the same way, or did you kind of expect them to be not as dominant? I didn't expect them to dominate, but I did expect them to have a little bit more spark than they did. I just felt like they they played okay. It just wasn't anything that you would normally see out of David Kasha, for instance. And I just felt like that was an inspired line combination. And I mentioned this uh, in our crossover with Locked on Rangers, but I think it was a really good opportunity for that line in particular, for Bunneman to kind of show his stuff a little bit better, and for Nolan Patrick to kind of take charge and own that line with the speed of David Kasha. I just thought we would see some flashes throughout the game, and I just don't think we did. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think so either. I'm wondering if this is something that maybe with another practice uh, Sunday, they come out looking a little bit different, um, maybe because they've obviously got more time together. But you're right. I didn't really see any of them take advantage of the opportunity to play together. So, (laughs) okay. The first also had three power plays and no goals. We got a goal and like less than a minute in from NAK. Kevin Hayes set him up. Very nice. But the power play again, was was scoreless for us throughout the whole game, but especially in that first period. Were you surprised? No, I mean, the power play looked, I think, structurally a little bit better. That being said, they just didn't know what they were doing and couldn't anticipate anything between each other. And when I say structurally better, I meant because the Rangers are so bad defensively, they had more opportunities to get set up and make it look like they had a power play. (laughs) So I really think that's what was going on. But I noticed several points throughout the Flyers power plays where there were three guys up more toward the blue line. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, you cannot have good opportunities first for shots up front or in the slot if all of you are drifting out toward the blue line like that's just not gonna work and and that was that what was so annoying to me was like that was the most consistent part like it seemed like every power play there was it was just a lot of perimeter play and like you said the rangers aren't the best defensively so i would have loved to see them try to attack it closer uh to the front of the net to be able to to score now, that being said, the Rangers 
were blocking an extraordinary number yes. of shots yes. in this game. So the Flyers just weren't getting anything through. And I think it's because they weren't creating the lanes by, you know, having quicker passes and by getting into the open spaces more effectively. And so, yeah, I think the, the Rangers blocked 27 shots in this game. Yeah, and the Flyers also missed, uh, just missed the net a ton in this game. Uh, you could definitely tell they were a bit rusty, and I, I hate to use that excuse, but they missed a lot of a, a, the net a lot. One good thing, though, was that the penalty kill came up strong this period. Uh, the The Rangers were able to get a uh, five on three, but they also negated it by <laughs> someone taking a penalty, and so it was a four on three. But the Flyers were able to kill that off. The second period is where I feel like, I don't want to say everything fell apart, but I thought that the Flyers let the Rangers get some confidence, and I don't think that stopped throughout the rest of the game. It was a definite mixed bag, that's for sure. Yeah, and this was where the Rangers tied it up. I just thought that the Flyers looked really discombobulated in the neutral zone, like where... It wasn't even that just the Rangers were doing stuff to to negate them getting into the offensive zone. It was kind of the Flyers running into each other, their passes not connecting. Yeah, I think both teams were out of sorts, to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. I'm wondering if it's just both teams were out of sorts or if that's just how the Rangers play. Then again, this (laughs) is the first time I'm watching them this season, so maybe I'm just being uh, mean because they're the Rangers. So, Rachel... The Flyers are back in action, which is a great thing. But so many other teams are in action every night. And so the best way to make sure you're choosing the right bets is to use our friends at Bet Online. There's so many sports out there you can put wagers on. There's soccer, there's tennis, plus the NBA season is well underway. There's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Check out all of the other bets that they have, especially in the NHL, like individual player awards, different stats. Don't sit on the sideline anymore. Get in on the action. And don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. We've got you covered with everything you need to know about the Flyers, but what about the rest of sports? Now, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Prukowski and has all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. So subscribe to Locked On Today podcast wherever you're listening. Okay, Rachel, let's get back into the game. So there were a pretty good amount of negatives in the second period. One thing I thought stood out in a positive way was Carter Hart. I thought that he was pretty much the best flyer on the ice. No offense to Sean Couturier. I just thought that Hart, I mean, the save on uh, Buchnevich and then the penalty shot on him, or the save on the penalty shot, just two really great saves. And I didn't even think that was a penalty shot that he deserved, but I don't know if I'm just being biased or what, but it didn't look like he deserved the penalty shot. Yeah, I think it was one of those borderline calls that most of the time they wouldn't call it, but they did this time. 
So I'm not super mad about the call, but you're right. I think that Carter Hart had such a good game all the way through the end of the shootout. You know, I think that you really could blame Ghost more than Carter Hart for that second goal from the Rangers. Mm -hmm. And I, I just think that it was such a shame about the shootout. Sorry to skip ahead, but... I just feel like that great game kind of got negated a little bit by the fact that, you know, he let multiple goals in in the shootout. Yeah. No, I I definitely agree with you. And just doubling back on the second goal, you're absolutely right. I thought that Carter Hart, the rebound, he pushed it out to a side where there shouldn't have been a Rangers or there definitely shouldn't have been Panarin there. So you really can't fault him. But we can definitely move uh, forward into the shootout. I, it's so frustrating, right? Because overtime had so many chances back and forth that you kind of, well, I kind of wanted it to end in overtime and not really a shootout. Shootouts can either go any, either way, and the Flyers didn't have their shootout experts um, available to them. And the Rangers, I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> Both goals just, I don't know how you stop that. Yeah, they were both great goals for sure. I, I, you know, I think the penalty in the overtime was pretty killer. Yeah. It just would have been such a great opportunity. I think the Flyers prior to that penalty had some good opportunities and, and had some good plays going. It just killed that momentum, and, and they were lucky to get out of it, to be honest. Yeah. When you're listening, when you listen to the Flyers broadcast, they – said that you know that was a penalty that you you like from Nolan Patrick because he saves a goal there would I mean do you agree with that I don't I mean yeah I mean yes and no right (laughs) I I think that Carter Hart was playing so well that if he doesn't then it might have turned out okay but as a skater you can't take that chance sometimes so I can see either way how that makes sense yeah I definitely get their point and Nolan taking the penalty, but you're right. I personally, I thought that Carter was playing very, very well and I would, would have trusted him to make the save, but I mean, hindsight is uh 2020. So overall my thoughts, I mean, we talked, we talked about uh, Carter Hart. We thought that he looked good. It was unfortunate for it to end in the shootout. Like it did. Um, Couturier, even with that time off, I thought that he looked very, very well. You talked about it in the in the first segment. I thought he was the most consistent skater for the Flyers. And when you needed offense, I thought that Katuri's line was definitely stepping up to provide that. I also, unfortunately, felt like, you know, I never noticed Ryan Strome, but I thought that he had a really good night for the Rangers. I never noticed him ever, but it just seemed like last night he was on another level. Yeah, I thought he had a pretty good game. Definitely noticeable. It was it was him and Panarin, obviously, yeah. and Capo Caco, I think, mm-hmm. were were the the best Rangers on the ice for sure, and and definitely gave the Flyers a lot of trouble. And you know, we talked about them as players to keep an eye on and to a large degree they were able to manage them less so with Panarin but yeah I think that it's just so hard to judge this game given the the lineup 
Like, Mm -hmm. I want to be reasonable here, but it's hard not to, given some of the repeated patterns that this group of guys had that the regular flyers also have, you know? Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. You're right in the sense that you want to give them the benefit of the doubt because they're missing six of their key players and half the roster's uh, Phantoms players. But I felt like this was a winnable game that really just slipped through their hands. Um, And that's unfortunate because we talked about everyone knows they play the Bruins next, and that's not going to be an easy game. It's not. And, you know, the Bruins just lost to the Devils last night after the Devils (laughs) beat the Rangers. So, you know, the Devils are on a two-game win streak coming back from their COVID break. And Mm -hmm. somehow, you know, the Flyers just did not come back as strong as the Devils seem to have, which I cannot believe I just said that sentence out loud. (laughs) But... Yeah, so I think that the Bruins are going to be looking to not be embarrassed. Yeah. And the Flyers are still going to be really short. So I I am keeping my expectations low, but I'm going to enjoy the scenery. Absolutely. So one last question for you. If you're AV, do you keep the same lineup uh, going into the Bruins game on Sunday? This is going to sound weird, but... I think that if they have information about when the other guys are coming back, if it's just this one more game, I think you do. Because I think just the Phantoms guys need some consistency in order to have any chance at success out there. And to kind of move them around a lot might not be helpful. And I I do think that top six actually had some really good chemistry. So I, I don't necessarily want to break that up either right and if the other flyers are coming back in the next game after that or one more you know what's what's the sense in trying to scramble things around to try and find something that works for a short-term solution yeah I think that's fair I that's a really good way to look at it I honestly don't know what like I would keep it the same because I don't know what I would do differently like I I don't like the fourth line but like you said the top six I think keep them together the Bunneman Patrick Kasha line I'd give them another go just because I think I think they can do better and I want to see them get the opportunity to stick together to gain a little bit more chemistry and to see what they can do the fourth line I just don't know how you improve that but I'm really not sure what you do, but that's a good point. If if any of the players are back after Sunday, then you just stick with it and, and move on. So like we talked about, Sunday's game is going to be a tough one. <laughs> and I already have, I'm already geared up and ready. I have my Built Bar protein bars handy so that if I need to stress eat to, to make it through the game, I'm covered. If you don't know, Built Bars are amazing protein bars that taste like a candy bar and are actually good for you. And they have so many different flavors, truly something that everyone will love. I'm partial to the Apple Almond Crisp, but I also love the cookies and cream. So I think that's what I'm going to go with on Sunday. That's a good option. I think it matches with the mountain theme for some reason. I just have that in my head. But, you know, the best part about it is that Bill Bars are healthy. They're great if you're looking to lose or maintain weight while you have that delicious treat to get you through the game. 
I can't believe how incredible they are being low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber all at once. And if you're on a diet like keto, these will fit right in. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Every Friday on Locked On NHL, join Joe DiBiase of Locked On Sabres and Tom Gazzola of Locked On Oilers as they round up the biggest stories of the week in the NHL and get you prepared for the league's busiest weekend slate of games. From breaking down the latest blockbuster trades to sizing up the rivalry matchups every night, Joe and Tom have every angle covered for you to close out your week. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. Rachel, let's end today's episode and this week on a high note with our Gritty thing of the week. Gritty was definitely feeling the Flyers' loss like we all were. (laughs) And the Flyers' social or the Gritty's social media team, I'm pretty sure Gritty has their own social media team, posted, if a Gritty makes noise in an empty arena and no one's around to hear it, does it make a sound? video and it's just gritty making trying to make noise in an empty arena which I just thought was funny because I mean it's gritty that's a funny twist on if a if a tree falls and then you have that little video of gritty on the the big screen which just made me miss the Wells Fargo yeah it was cool little clips from a whole bunch of different stuff that gritty has done so far this season and man they're trying so hard they are they really are you have to give it to them and then of course valentine's day passed so gritty of course posted on valentine's day and said my first and last love is self-love which i definitely support i think gritty's onto something here It's a video of like candles and rose petals and gritty um, looking up on that beautiful gritty uh, painting with a like a real fire in the background, which gritty sitting next to uh, the fire on a couch. Are we surprised? Naked looking just like he did in the in the portrait. So. If anybody's going to appreciate Gritty, it might as well be Gritty, right? Yeah, yeah. And the fact that we have to see it, like, I mean, you know, you win some, you lose some. (laughs) (laughs) I think my favorite is the I Need a Vacation, a thread, which I'm at that point of, um, you know, the stay at home quarantine where I would love a vacation. Um, And it's Gritty, a thread, just getting ready for Lake Tahoe. And I won't read all of the tweets because it's a long, it's a long list. But uh, do you have a favorite one? My favorite Gritty is is when Gritty gets existential. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I th- I just think that there are so many. I'll tell you my favorite one. I love the one, uh, the tweet where he's like. Gritty, what will you do on vacation? As in someone asking him that question. And he's, and Gritty says, whatever I want. That's the beauty of it. Maybe I'll go have a spa day. Maybe I'll play in the snow. Maybe a late night rendezvous with my old pal Tahoe Tessie. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, that's that's such a me answer. Like, what are you going to do? Whatever I want. Don't press me. <laughs> I'm just going to be able to do whatever I want. But I thought a close second for me was when Gritty said, 
Last weekend was eye-opening for me, which is shocking because my eyes have been open for as long as yes. I can remember. <laughs> that was a good one, which I really thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah, I think that was my favorite. It's a good one. So we know Gritty will be at Lake Tahoe with the Flyers. So in last night's game, Gritty was all in on getting ready for Lake Tahoe. I think at a certain point of the game, Gritty just packed it in and was ready to, to leave for Lake Tahoe in the middle of the game, which I can't blame him. So we got Gritty packing um, for Lake Tahoe, just the essentials, and Gritty's suitcase was just filled with like random crap. Like, <laughs> you know, someone who just overpacks, that was definitely Gritty. Um, and, All the noise making yeah, paraphernalia. Yeah. He'll be ready for sure. And then <laughs> Gritty posted, when I said I needed a wax, I meant my snowboard. And Gritty's um, security guards had like waxing for like as if you were going to like with actual hot wax, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Yeah. And let me tell you, that snowboard has been haunting me because I actually own a snowboard from the same company that makes the oh. Gritty snowboard. And so because of algorithms and because I'm on email lists from them and everything, I got pushed ads for that snowboard relentlessly for months. And all I wanted out of life was to buy that snowboard. And I was like, (laughs) I can't, I can't justify it. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. And I know I would love the snowboard because I have another one of theirs and I love it. And I I was just so mad the whole time that I could not buy this board. And then Gritty comes out with it and taunts me with it again. (laughs) That is incredible. I didn't even know Gritty had their own snowboard. Oh, yeah. That company makes some really great stuff. And it looked cool. I thought it was like a snowboard made just for this occasion. But that's good to know that if anyone saw that snowboard and wants one, they can purchase one themselves. Rachel, I don't know. I think this is the world telling you you need you might need to get that. that it was over. a limited edition. Oh, no. So it's over. OK, I think so. Unless they do oh. another batch. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they do. And like, I mean, with this publicity, I feel like pe- more people will be able to see it and more people might want it. So we'll have to fingers crossed if it if if they bring it back, then that's another sign. You might have to yeah. get it. And then one more was uh, the NHL posted off the top rope and uh, tagged Gritty. And are we surprised? It's Gritty. Like higher up, standing on the railing from like where Gritty is in in the arena. It's like its own section. And Gritty's standing on the... um, like on the bars that surround it. I hope I'm doing, I'm not doing it, explaining it right. So hopefully you can picture it. But Gritty is, surprise, surprise, another common theme, naked. Like no clothes on. (laughs) Just all Gritty orange fur. With a mask on, of course, always. So safety first, but again, another instance where Gritty is naked. (laughs) I mean, when will it end? Never. Well, hopefully Gritty keeps the jersey on in Tahoe. Hopefully, hopefully. But I I feel like if the Flyers might be down a few, Gritty might streak. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. So with that, we want to thank you guys so much for listening to today's show. We'll be back again on Monday to recap Sunday's game against the Bruins at Lake Tahoe. If the game's bad, we'll have tons of commentary on how beautiful the scenery is. (laughs) And then, of course, we will wrap up with our nemesis of the week. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. So send in your questions via Twitter at LockedOnFlyers or LockedOnFlyers at gmail.com. I'm Danielle. You can find me on Twitter at Danielle underscore Nick. That's Danielle underscore N-I-C-C. And I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. Thanks again for listening and have a great weekend.